Hi. Welcome to the future. San Dimas, California, 2688. And I'm telling you, it's great here. The air is clean, the water's clean. Even the dirt is clean. Bowling averages are way up. Mini golf scores are way down. And we have more excellent water slides than any other planet we communicate with. I'm telling you, this place is great. But it almost wasn't. You see, 700 years ago, the two great ones ran into a few problems. So now I have to travel back in time to help them out. Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway. The movies you know from the guys you don't, we thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your awesome host, the Mayor Matt Logson, and with me as always are my two bodacious co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Road, and I am D-Lord Ketchum. <laughs> Alright, so... In case you couldn't tell, we're going to review Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989. Gnarly. Tired of school? Who is Joan of Arc? Noah's wife? Like to travel? Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Let's reach out and touch someone. Meet interesting people. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the iron maiden. Excellent! Execute them! Oh, yes. Then hit a ride with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. Oh, yeah. Rated Slackers, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan need an A-plus to pass their final exam for history. So naturally, they utilize the services of an old telephone booth that just so happens to have time-traveling abilities with the help of Rufus. Will Bill and Ted pass, or will they be lost in time? Spoilers, Dave. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> there are some most heinous spoilers in this podcast. <laughs> no, I loved it. Uh, it was great. Yeah. You fucked it. <laughs> there are some most heinous spoilers in this podcast. Righteous. So if you haven't seen the movie, rewind and hit play. And if you haven't seen it, that is most heinous. <laughs> So, like, when you hear the basic plot for this movie now as an adult, it is utterly <laughs> absurd. Okay, but it works Which most does. excellently. Which is yes. what I usually choose a movie by. <laughs> that, you know. Yep. So did you all know that originally the plot was to have Bill and Ted uh, visit and coincidentally cause all of history's greatest tragedies? Uh, the sinking of the Titanic, the Hindenburg crashing, the Black Plague. I did not know that. Well, that wouldn't have been very fun, no? No. No, it pretty 
pretty dark, but I really feel like budgetary reasons were the ultimate cause for scrapping that idea. Most non-bodacious. <laughs> <laughs> but we open up with this weird golden ring pop looking thingy coming through <laughs> what looks to be like a opening in a ceiling. What is this? I don't know. Well, the future. Yeah. Ah. I don't know what it was. It looked like a golden ring pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question not the future. <laughs> or it, will, it will be doomed to haunt you and repeat itself. Okay. Well, I don't know about you guys, but this movie was how I was introduced to George Carlin, who played Rufus. And yes. he kind of becomes Bill and Ted's mentor of sorts. Um, I was really surprised to hear his stand-up for the first time. It was really vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's not how Rufus would talk. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I had ever seen George Carlin as well. Same. Um, but I do enjoy his stand-up. He's yes. He's yeah. a cool cat. <clears throat> yeah, he, he brings up some good points. <laughs> he's yes. a he's a thinking man, sophisticated oh, yeah. comic. But uh, I'm not sure if this was the first thing I ever saw Keanu Reeves in, or if it was Parenthood. They both came out in 89. Now, this right. was actually shot in 87. Right. But because the D. Laurentiis uh, Entertainment Group went bankrupt, it kind of got shelved for about a year. So I'm not sure if this or Parenthood was the first thing, first thing I saw Keanu Reeves in. This is my first. Same. Sure. Okay. This is, I, I don't think... This is not the first time I saw Alex Winter, though. <clears throat> Did I you saw see Lost, Lost Boys, Boys for yeah, this? Okay. Saw, oh, okay. Yeah. See, I saw Lost Boys after this. Nah. I was late to the Lost Boys game. Okay. Didn't affect me. How late? Late, late. Ooh. Embarrassingly, I don't even want to talk about it. Like the 2000s? Like last week, maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah, I watched it all last week. <laughs> really? Dude, I've seen it in parts before and I never really got it, and I watched it all last week, beginning to end, and I was like, yeah, this movie doesn't that work That is surprising. Oh, doesn't damn, Kane. I don't, I don't love vampire movies. Eh. Okay. That's a good vampire movie. It is. Interview with a Vampire is a good vampire movie. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't know about The Lost Boys. It's not, what the not, fuck? It's not in the top five well, we're, vampires. We're, we're going to talk about this. Yeah, we're we're going to have to have like a vampire theme shit. or something. Okay, yeah, but. bookmark. Good call. <laughs> yeah. But uh, originally, Alex Winter, who ended up being Bill, he auditioned for the Ted character, and Keanu Reeves auditioned for Bill. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser also auditioned for Bill, and Pauly Shore auditioned for Ted, and <laughs> three years later, well, it, when it, from when it was released three years later, they ended up being an Encino Man together. Yeah. That's which, pretty cool. That's an awesome movie in itself. <clears throat> I can almost picture uh, Pauly Shore as Ted, and that, that could be interesting yeah. <laughs> in an alternate universe. Right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yep. But uh, we get the classic, you got to get an A-plus on this test or final exam or else you're going to fail trope. And you know it ain't going to happen compared to what you saw. Right, the yeah, these guys are not going to fucking cut it. <laughs> They're not going to do it. They thought Caesar was a salad. Right, I mean, <laughs> it is, dressing. but it's more <laughs> than, you know. But uh, Who's Alex... Who's Park? <laughs> no, his <Noah's> wife? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting an A+. Plus. <laughs> but uh, Alex Winter actually uh, said that he got he gets two different letters from teachers. Uh, he gets positive ones uh, from history teachers that encourage children for learning about history. And then 
he gets negative ones from English teachers for the way that he spoke, his character spoke in his movie. Huh. And I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, because here's the thing: there we'll get to this, but there are actually things that caused me uh, social grief for mispronunciation of certain names. Really? Because of this movie. Hmm. Yeah. So Mainly, mostly <laughs> Socrates <laughs> yeah. and Freud. Yeah. It sounds so much better as Socrates. I do too. And I. Socrates! I, Freud! <laughs> Fruit dude! Fruit dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> yes! Mr. the Kid. It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh man, this movie is so awesome though. It really is. Okay. But, uh, B7 and, uh... <laughs> but there is no way if I was Bill that I would be able to call Missy my mom. <laughs> no. I remember when I first watched this movie, I was I, I, I just put myself in his shoes and I was like, man. It wouldn't be half bad if my parents got divorced for it. <laughs> and that shit would have to do with that or something. Yeah. Oh Until God. he's trying to bang her in your room. Right. That's your game changer. Dude. <laughs> Did you catch the snack that she brought Bill yeah. and Ted? It was burnt freaking grilled cheese and sandwich. <laughs> well, she's like a 21-year-old stepmom. <laughs> Like, did, didn't Ted date her? Did he say that? Mm. No, didn't. Mm. Or he, he made went out? To ask for, he went to ask he asked her, her for prom. prom. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's Shut, up, Ted. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Shut up, Ted. Oh, man. But we're introduced oh, to the three most important people in the world, which the main one is Clarence Clemens, who was most famously Bruce Springsteen's sax player in the E Street Band. He's actually the guy that sends Rufus back in time yes, to go yeah. get Bill and Ted. Which is a badass, you know, part. Yeah. Because, like, they're, they're, yeah. It, it, and I didn't really pay too much attention after Molt until. It got you pumped. You yeah, know? it did. Well, with the music, it's yeah. like, it's time to go. Let's go. Yeah. You're just dialing it away, man. Shit. Yep. You're getting jacked the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> but it's pretty cool because I, I didn't notice, like, in the. I always. Obviously, the three most important people, they're sitting down, but they're actually, they're levitated. They're not really sitting yeah. on anything, and I didn't pick that up until multiple watches later. Um, but, yeah, they're like the high council of the future. Whatever. Yeah. It's a, but, color, it's a colorblindness issue. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. There's like a blue like hue between yeah. the floor and the chair, <clears throat> and the mayor took a couple tries to catch that. Yeah, they're actually sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hitchhikers. <laughs> Get but ever some. since this movie, I can never see a Circle K and not say, Strange Things are Afoot yeah. the Circle K. Yeah, same. I can't. I don't see very many Circle Ks, though, to be honest. You get, down, you get down south yeah. a little bit, you see them a little more frequently, and whenever, even if it's like a when you're on the highway going down the road and you see it like, oh, it's on its exit, I'm like, Strange Things are Afoot at the Circle K. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, go, I go into character in the car with the kids. I'm like, look, kids, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And, <laughs> and then they immediately are like, what are you talking about? Wow. What and I'm obscure. like, I've shown you Bill and Ted. Are you serious? You don't remember that part? Uh, kids. I've never been a fan of Doctor Who, who also famously uses a phone booth for a yes. time travel. Lame. Um, but 
Do you think this guy is a ripoff of the TARDIS? No, because it's extremely cramped. <laughs> yeah. It's where the TARDIS, you know, opens up into a gigantic fucking... Yeah, Doctor Who was out first, wasn't it? Laboratory and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Easily, yeah. yeah, back in the 60s. I was going to say 70s. I'm say there's been like 70s. multiple okay. inceptions yeah. of this show, right? Ooh, I'd, I'd have it. to say it is a straight direct ripoff of it. Do you all know what the original time-traveling device was for this movie before they settled on the phone booth? It's like a van or some shit. A Chevy van. Yeah. You want to know it year? 69, 69 dude! Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Stallions! I knew the original tra- time travel device from Back to the Future was a, uh, like a refrigerator or, you know, a freezer or something, and they banned it because, you know, kids would be locking themselves in freezers and they were afraid of... Oh, really? I didn't know that. that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going back in time. Fucking freezing. <laughs> but the uh, the actual phone booth time machine that they used in this was given away as a contest prize, and then oh, in the uh, Nintendo Power magazine, uh, as they were <laughs> promoting their new Bill and Ted game for the oh, Nintendo Entertainment System. It's and trash. It sucks, and it's uh, hard, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. super tough. I don't really it's remember. Ridiculous. I remember playing the uh, compute the CPU <laughs> version of it. But I remember it being a difficult game, Don't too. Don't you run around like a map that's kind of like the 720 skateboard game? Where kind you're, of. You're, you're, it's, it's almost like a diagonal, diagonal yeah. Um, yeah, like catty corner fucking yes. walking style. And, and you've got to jump, and it, you can only walk on certain things. Yeah. It's, it's, you're just going around collecting things, and, um, I, and <laughs> it takes place in like during the medieval period. When they're back you in can't time tell by that. It's eight bits. Yeah, there's ca- there's castles and shit okay. though yeah. in the movie. It's been a minute since I played game. it. Yeah, dude, it's I think it's LJN. It's a hard game. It's it it was tough. a once once in and out for me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get back to it. I guess in Germany, uh, the dialogue where they're talking about like what number are we thinking about? Sixty nine, dude. Uh, in the German version of this, they they ask if you guys are really us, which famous celebrity are we thinking of right now? And they reply, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Really? Yeah. In the that's German weird. version. Damn, that's weird. Did you catch what uh, the cost for a phone call was in the phone booth? Did you see what it was? Like 10 huh? cents? 20. 20? 20 cents. That's weird. Yeah. And close attention. Yep. Two dimes. Or four nickels. Or two nickels and a dime. It would have been a quarter in that. Uh, I want change that year in real life. I want change if it's a quarter. Right. Does it spit out change? I don't know. Did it have the capabilities? Then I can't remember. I don't think it did. No, they no they never did. <laughs> You're just out that five cents. <laughs> Thanks for the fucking donation. Right. But uh, I really the the visual effects for the circuit. Uh, the circuitry of time. Yeah, I don't. Awesome. I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like it really held up very well. Really? Yeah. Especially in HD. <clears throat> I, it kind of looks hokey. I don't feel uh, like it held up man. too well. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. You're grasping for straws there. No. I. It's. It's a bugaboo with me. All right. But it's a weak one. Okay. I actually, I I enjoy it. When I was a kid watching this movie. Oh no! As a kid, it, really it was great. Captivated me. And it was awesome. I was, I'd get, you know, I'd pretend I was flying through time with them. Man. But I'm just saying, as a 39 year old man, <laughs> yeah. watching it in HD. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get yeah, you. It, it doesn't. 
It doesn't hold up too well, but um, it did for me. But I'm a kid at heart. So. Right, me too. I got you. <laughs> he's, I re- he's, he's the grow down there. Uh, yeah, I I am grow down. I'm the snob. He's I'm the snob. <laughs> I know. I like Bill and Ted's logic of collecting historical figures for their his history report. Um, you can call it collecting or maybe kidnapping. Take your pick. But yeah. I like when Napoleon goes through the circuitry of time and he ends up in San Dimas. I, I think it's beyond humorous and it's pretty funny. Fantastic. I like I like that Napoleon gets stuck in present time. Yeah, he's one of the most, you know, likable characters by the end of it just because you see his his transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's separate from all the other guys, you know. So, so it's, he gets his own little story, you know. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, he gets pawned <laughs> off on uh, Ted's little fun. brother Deacon. Yeah. Yeah. And I love his his French uh, interpretations on the screen, you know, because some yes. of them are pretty classic. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it is. It's really good. But uh, did you know that back in 2010, the city of San Dimas in California celebrated 50 years of incorporation, and uh, the celebration slogan was San Dimas. 1960 to 2010, an excellent adventure. Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, they should own that. Absolutely, because when I hear St. Demas, oh yeah, I I mean it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, I mean no doubt about it. Absolutely. But uh, Ted's dad, who is played by Hal Landon Jr., he is a walking billboard for all staunch conservative Republicans wearing his. (laughs) You know, he's got his NRA jacket and. Just it's it's awesome. He he is just all about it. Where are you going? <laughs> well, we're going to go out and have some fun. You're going to military school. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> we're shipping you off to military school with that goddamn Finkelstein shit kid. Son of a bitch. What movie is that from? <laughs> I I don't know. Oh come on. I'm I'm struggling to. It's Cheech and Chong, man. Okay. Up in smoke. All right. Chong's a loser. His dad's cutting him down. I'm curious, how many younger new viewers to this movie do you think that would actually get the reference that uh, Bill said before they go back in time for the first time where they say, reach out and touch someone? Because that was a yeah. big reference back in you know the Sure, 80s we get it. We get 90- it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, we do. But, Kids nowadays? Nope. Yeah. And if you explained it to them, they'd probably still really? be like, well, that's stupid. Uh-huh. I don't get it. Reach out and touch someone, huh? I hope this this uh, new one that they're making really infiltrates and brings back the old school, you know, way of talking. You know, um, yeah. I want it to be like that '90s speak still, instead of today's jargon and everything. I'm really yeah. curious with. I have concerns, but yeah, I, I wanna, do too. I but I'm very curious. Board. I'm very curious on how they're taking because aren't aren't there like their children involved and they're like both daughters? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, but I'm with you. Cautiously excited. Cautiously excited. <laughs> yeah. That is the perfect way to put that. That's where I'm at with Zombieland too. Oh, that looks. I'm cautiously <laughs> excited. About I'm, it, I'm yeah. more. I'm less cautiously excited. Okay. about. Zombie Land too. So you're more excited did. than cautiously. Bill and Ted's Excellent yes. Adventure is a national treasure. Okay. Compared yeah. to Zombie Land. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Zombie Land's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, no, Zombie Land's an is. awesome movie. It absolutely is. But uh 
All right, so we get their first stop, and it's in the Old West, and we uh, we get Billy the Kid. It was played by Dan Shore. He uh, played Ram in Tron from 1982. He seems like he's a little bit old to be playing the role of Billy the Kid. Yeah. But whatever, you know. But I really love after the uh, the fight, the bar fight erupts, <laughs> they're just sitting there, and everything's just happening around them, and... How Ted tries to bribe a few cowboys with some water park tickets to Waterloo. It's just it's just ridiculous fun. It really is. I mean, you just you know from this first stop in time that you're just have fun with this. Oh, yeah. This is just gonna be a fun movie and just enjoy it. You know? When they order some beer I and like don't it. get carded. Yeah, he's like, right? You're like, it's guarded, dude. Awesome. <laughs> but to remember this place. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, you gotta have a poker face like me. <laughs> yeah. It's so great, man. It really is. So their second stop, they go to ancient Greece, and it's hysterical that Bill and Ted, they get a, they get all philosophical by using Kansas's dust in the wind with Socrates, even though they say it's it's Socrates. How's it going? I'm Bill. This is Ted. We're from the future. Socrates. Mm. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with him. <clears throat> All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Dust? Wind. Dude. Ah! Ah! He makes. Let's get out of here, dude. Dust, wind, dude. <laughs> it's so hilarious. And then the fact that Socrates uses the the opening line to what is it? These are lives. Yeah. It's just like the. Like the sands of the hourglass. So, like, how long did you all? It's fantastic go? because I mean, you know, there was a there's points in my time growing up. You know, we didn't have cable, so I'll be damned if we weren't watching um, some Days of Our Lives and another wor another world and all that shit. And so, yeah, that that was a really funny part. And, yeah. You know, and still holds to this day. I'm curious. I want to know how long did you guys go in your life thinking that the right say, the right way to say Socrates was Socrates? Yeah, like when when did you find the right way to say it? Uh, because I this movie that. totally screwed me up. I think I it was pretty immediately. Like I realized they were playing on the names. All really, the movie they're yeah. they're playing on names. Beethoven was saying them wrong. Well, I knew Beethoven was wrong. immediately. Well, I think I knew that was Socrates. Pretty. <laughs> They say something else, yeah. It, Dave Genghis Khan. <laughs> no, I think that was like the alias that they gave yeah, Missy. to Missy. They <laughs> 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 run out of Abraham Lincoln's are like, oh, and uh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Ted. So funny. So on their third stop, they end up going the the medieval times, and there are. A Ton of memorable quotes from this segment, and, and I think my far my favorite one is the gnarly old goat dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
But did you know there are actually 70 uses of the word dude in this movie, as well as 30 uses of the word excellent? Heck yeah, man. <laughs> nice. They didn't use it enough. I don't know. They used it proper. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it was overused, but it needed to be overused, yeah. you know? I never faulted them for overusing it. No. It worked. I mean, it, was, it played perfect. If they would have eased up on it, I don't think it would have been consistent with the characters, yeah. you know? They're not necessarily, like, stoners. They're just... Airhead, right? You know, they're just not California smart. Right. California Airheads. They're just not smart. Surfer dude, and it's funny. Yeah, you know, it's all, and they play it perfectly. <laughs> I love the sword fighting they do when it's in the style of Star yeah. Wars. So, You're not my father. <laughs> you know, it's so awesome. We get the scene where we think Ted has been killed, and then uh, Bill gives the line, "You killed Ted. You medieval dickweed." <laughs> And he goes after him. He got, he really goes yeah. medieval on the guy, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I I don't know. It was that was the first time I ever heard the word dickweed dick before, and I was like, <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to right. say this, but I really that's kind of cool. I'm gonna have to remember that, and I'm pretty sure I probably used that at school. <laughs> you definitely reenacted it at one. Did Bart Simpson <laughs> did Bart Simpson say dillweed first? Though and maybe that was derived from that. Hmm. That seems like something else. I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. It's in the same time frame. It is. But the uh, the princesses we get the uh, the brunette one, which was Joanna. Babes. That was uh, Diane Franklin, who played Patricia Montelli in Amityville Two: The Possession, and she was also Karen in The Last American Virgin. They were both from 1982. Um. She's a cutie. Oh yeah. She's got a lot of eyebrows. But that's okay. That's okay. She's a cutie. Yeah. Yeah, what else just... that means? What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You can speculate all you want. But uh... yeah, they definitely got some audacious <laughs> babes, man. Audacious. This was the eighties. <laughs> but this movie taught me that Iron Maiden was more than just a British heavy metal band. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a this torture device. Yeah, no, I think uh, the sixties Adams Family taught me that but right on this definitely you know contributed to that this is the one that sticks out because i i don't know this this movie just there's just so many things about this movie that sticks out that let me put it this way maybe watching bill and ted and learning what the iron maiden was and then going back and watching the adams family and seeing their torture room Mm -hmm. i'm like ah that's the iron maiden right there (laughs) i mean maybe i related it at that point okay did this movie teach you um historical facts and stuff that did actually you know did you learn something by watching this movie I mean I think very very broad and basic things I mean nothing you know just more I think more than anything I think it just showed that these people were these were historical figures they're relevant and they just kind of glazed over you know the more relevant facts with them so but yeah, I would say to to not so much to a detailed degree, but yeah, I, I, I would go with that. Yeah, I do feel at the age when this came out for me when I watched it the first time, these were things I had learned in grade school, you know. Yeah. But maybe wasn't as polished on, and yeah. this movie maybe inspired me to like those specifics of history more than right because than Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yes, I got you. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. You like, know what? I probably did that too. To be honest with you. I think Abe Lincoln was my boy after that, you know. I was like, yeah, oh, Abe, he's a good dude. Well, I always had a thing for it. I mean, because we're born in the same month, 
So, okay. You know, but so we go to the fourth stop, and it just so happens to be the future, and it's where they uh, see the three most important people in the universe. And I, I didn't really like. I never really liked this scene. I mean, having all the people come out slowly, and they're like, you know, doing the air guitar thing. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I didn't know where they were going with it. <clears throat> I mean, what are you saviors of the future, you know? I mean, that's their symbol. That's what they do. Wild silence. Be excellent to each other. I mean, obviously music is the, the, you know... Yeah, but the future looks kind of lame. I'm just saying. The future sure looks like 1988. (laughs) (laughs) The dirt is clean, dude. I mean, I'm down with it. The dirt is clean. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I love that opening part from him too. It would appear that they've established world peace in the future, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, a good thing. I do like the message that music brings peace. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't know. It's a hokey, it's a hokey ideal, but it's one of those like, you know what? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, if not cinema, music bring peace. I like you it. Know? But okay, so we get the Ziggy Pig, which is the single greatest ice cream spectacle <laughs> known to man. That is so Napoleon's funny. reaction in the whole oh yeah, part is so <laughs> and, you know, like and, and they get towards the end and they're getting he, he like gets a spoon. He's like, nope, you ain't getting yeah. in there. This is mine. Oh, I'm taking it all. It's mine. Yep, I love Ziggy, that. Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> What is this, Siggy Piggy? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. The fifth stop is in Austria, so they're going to pick up Sigmund Freud. It was played by Rod Loomis. How's it going, Fruit, dude? And, again, (laughs) did you think Fruit was the right way to say it for a while, or did you do a little research and figure out that Freud was the right way to go about it? I was five years old when this movie came out. Okay. I think I watched it like a year later. I was like six. Or some shit. So I don't know. I think I could have been more questionable on that one than I could have the uh, uh, what was it? Oh, Socrates. Yeah, Socrates. yeah, Socrates. I knew was Socrates, but I think Freud and Freud. I See, I knew beef up and wasn't questionable. Right. On. Right. Yeah, I knew that too. But but the Freud and Socrates, Freud, I didn't know about. I could have seen that being pronounced either way, depending on who said it. So this kind of starts the. Where we get kind of like it's a montage where we go into the stops because after this we go to Germany and they snag Beethoven. Then they go to France to get Joan Van Ark, who's playing by Joan Weedlin, who is the main writer and rhythm guitarist for the 80s girl band The Go Go's. And then they go to Mongolia to get Genghis Khan, who is played by Al Leong, who is. Love him. Mo- he was basically. <laughs> He was basically every bad guy in yes. every 80s movie. I love that guy. And most notably, he was Lethal Endo Weapon. and Lethal Weapon from 87, <laughs> the guy that electroshock tortured Mel Gibson. That's Hit him cool. again, Endo! <laughs> yeah. Hit him again! <laughs> but they lure him with Twinkies in this. Like, yeah. that's so and funny. And he was in Die Hard. Was in oh, Die yeah. Hard that's what I'm saying. He was, like, ev- he was every bad guy in every movie. In Just the in this, the way he wields a uh, freaking club or a baseball bat yeah. later on yeah. is yeah. just so epic. You're like, yeah. I totally that believe. That is Genghis Khan. That is him, totally. That is Dan Genghis Khan. He definitely <laughs> he works that character. <laughs> but uh, then they go to Washington, D.C. to get Abraham Lincoln, who's played by Robert V. Barron, who is actually from Charleston, West Virginia. Heck yeah. 
His mole in the uh, movie really stands out as a bad special effect. Yeah. It's not the same color as the rest of his skin around his face. No. Man, that is crazy. That's the second person we've reviewed with uh, that's been born in Charleston. Bobby Ray Schaefer. Okay. Yeah. Psycho Cop. He was born in Charleston as well. Nice. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Good good save on that one, Ketchum. I would have never guessed. We discussed this. Yeah, we might have, but it it seemed so irrelevant at the time that now I'm like, did we discuss that? Yes, we did. Yes. We've gotten to that point in the podcast. All right, all right. (laughs) Psycho Cop 2 is coming. Yeah. Oh, man. In some form or fashion. We're going to revisit it. Yeah. But I really love the scene where Deacon has taken Napoleon bowling. <laughs> it is gold. It really yeah. is. Going halfway down the lane with all the subtitled shits. Yes. It's so awesome, man. It is so awesome. And then them cheating on the scoreboard. <laughs> yes, he's like... <laughs> and they're watching like... And they're just like, a bitch. You're like... Excusez-moi, monsieur. All right, dude. Whatever. You know... <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. Buddy! <laughs> buddy! Not so fast, buddy. Buddy! <laughs> so their next stop, Bill and Ted's next stop, they go to San Dimas in like 1 million BC, and they're trying to fix the antenna on the phone booth. And of course, chewing gum and chocolate pudding cans are yep. what solves everything. Hey, and that's uh, all I got, man. Right. Well, they, and they, they totally do. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it worked, I guess, you know. But they uh their next stop goes little, back to the Circle K yeah. where they, you know, reconvene with themselves. Right. Yeah. And we get the other half of the Bill and Ted conversation right. where they figure out like, hey, don't forget to set your watch. Don't forget to wind your watch. Which is or great. wind your watch. Which yeah. is great. I like it when, you know, Stuff like that comes full circle. It is, everything. yeah. You know, it ties really nice and shit. And it, it also explains it. You know, it also does a good job of setting your concern later on when they're talking about setting things up at the police department if they'll remember to come back and do yes. it because they done screwed up. The yeah. remember to set your watch and you realize at that point these guys don't remember shit. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah, the future talk. Yep, their next stop. It's. In, their, in Bill's backyard with Missy when she's, like, watering the flowers. But she really <laughs> handles it pretty well that a phone booth just mysteriously yeah, just planted like, oh. itself here in the backyard. The pool. And there's all these weirdly <laughs> dressed people showing up literally out of nowhere. Hi, guys. Hi, Missy. I mean, Mom. Uh, Miss Preston, we'd like you to meet some of our friends. Yeah, this is, uh... Dave Beef Oven. Ah, she seems so sure in that I'm. And, uh, <laughs> Maxine of Arc, Missy. Herman the Kid. Bob Genghis Khan. Socrates Johnson. <laughs> De- Dennis Frude. And, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. And I, Missy, I mean, Mom. <laughs> right, and I love the aliases that they give. We've already established her as a stereotypical 80s blonde. Oh, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It's allowed. Yep. But, like, they give everybody aliases right. except Abraham Lincoln. And <laughs> what, is she, what does she offer them, all these people? Oh, I can't oh, remember. I can't Pop? Soda? There's no. sodas in the fridge? Maybe, yeah. Something yeah, like, I can't something like that. Yeah. I'm not, I can't remember. She does say there's soda in the fridge. There's sodas in the fridge. 
I just remember her being really hot. Yeah, she was <laughs> she was good eye candy. Yes, Socrates was into her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes he <laughs> sure was. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Let's take all these historical figures to the mall. I mean, what can go wrong, right? Uh, <laughs> obviously. What about the house cleaning before you get to the mall? That's right. You gotta, oh, we, yeah. We, the we montage. The house okay. Yes, yes. Okay, Genghis Khan's well. my favorite in this scene. <laughs> He's scrubbing the toilet. doing your chores. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he scrubs the toilet, Genghis Khan, and then he smells the brush. You know? <laughs> oh, it's like, man, yeah. It's awful. Then he brushes teeth with it or something? No, like but, but just awful. the fact that he lifted it to his nose and like, <laughs> And like, was it, right. was it Freud? He was like with a vacuum cleaner and he gets yeah, it stuck to his face. And Yeah, dude, that's so funny. Yeah, it really is. But, so yeah, they, I mean, and I know why, I know why they take them to the mall because they want to know what their interpretation of San Dimas yeah. is in current times. Yeah. I get that, but it's just kind of like, I kind of feel like this is where the movie almost well, they're, gets they're a little... they're trying to stay, to keep them busy, you know, while they, yeah. find, while they find Napoleon, Napoleon and shit. <clears throat> That's the That's whole true. Well, there's yeah. that too, yes, but... They're missing... These aren't rocket people. scientists we're talking about here. No, Ted, they're rocks. And they're like, we're going to leave these guys to mall for a minute while we find Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's just be real. That's I mean, the deal. Bill and Ted left Napoleon with Ted's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, decision-making skills here are not, you know, <laughs> top-notch. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's great for the though. sake of the movie, man, we're going to allow it. scene is fantastic, though. Well, yeah. the water park sequence at Waterloo yeah, yeah. is just, it's so funny. And, like, we get this woman that's, like, paying for, like, 11 children. <laughs> and I'm like, what fucking bet did this bitch lose where she's yeah. taking 11 kids? Like, because they're not all yours. <laughs> Yeah. There's no way they're all yours. I mean, you lost a bet or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he just slides right in. Napoleon slides right in, you know? Waterloo. Because he's a short <laughs> dead dude. So. Right? I mean, who knew? Napoleon loved water slides. But, like, he's running past people, shoving people out of the way, moving kids, like, picking them up, and telling them, like, oh, no, 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 you're not going to get in front of me. It's just, it's hilarious. And then he's recommending it, like, go this way. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Having a kick-ass time, man. He had a he had an awesome adventure. I right. wanted to be a Waterloo. Yeah, I would have yeah. totally taken those tickets. We don't we don't have shit around here, you know. We don't stuff like that. that you know? aquatic I mean, there's there, a couple there, yeah, yeah, but that's Nothing it's like not that. Waterloo. No, it's not Waterloo. Fucking San Dimas. <laughs> that's all the good shit. <laughs> all right, so I want to ask you guys. Ziggy P. Okay, so I want to ask you guys, so help me out here. Beethoven is deaf. Yes. But he acts like he hears the salesman and the keyboard effects while he he's does. at the mall. Well, I he... caught that, too. Hey, man. You know. It... <laughs> I'll allow it. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just... yeah. The man had to have hear... heard music in his head, you know, to be able to compose sympathies and all that shit. Come on. Well, during the later scene, too, yeah. they announced that he, you know, his favorite compositions, and one of them is Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet, so he could have <laughs> literally <laughs> heard this on CD on the way to the mall oh, or something. Man. Which, when they're giving that presentation, just that sheer fact alone should not have given him an A. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> that is a question. So, okay, so there's that. And then, okay, Joan of Arc 
has taken over Jazzercise. Genghis <laughs> Khan is going ballistic in sporting goods. <laughs> Billy the Kid and so- Socrates and Freud. It's so hard for me to say it the right way because I want to say it for the wrong way. Freud and, and Socrates. Socrates. Well, you should. <laughs> I know. Man, it's so hard for me to say it right. But they're hitting on chicks. <laughs> Beethoven gets overzealous with his impromptu concert and like all of them are subsequently arrested. <laughs> I question the Beethoven arresting the most yeah, because he's, he's on, just putting on a good show yeah. and everybody's watching it. And everybody's I even understand it. Joan of Arc too. Yeah, she got a little crazy up there. Yeah, but and Genghis Khan definitely message. like that was the best. That was my favorite part, man. When he puts on a football helmet, yeah, he's skateboarding, hitting the trampoline, doing <laughs> a front flip. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this one. Not to mention King of the, is a shit in this movie. Yeah. Imagine the soundtrack to this is kicking ass. You know, it is. It is. It's, it's, it's perfect. Punk, it's perfect. Man. And it's it set to you thinking it's Beethoven's music right. playing. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like frantically cool. played. Yeah, it's all. I, I love it. It's so it's cool. Beethoven doing his newest modern number. But we're going to cut to where they go to San Dimas High School, where they're doing all the presentations and everything. And so I just want to make sure we're all clear here whenever you're giving a speech and you freeze up just end it with San Dimas High School Football Rules that's how you do it that's how you do it right there that gets me amped but did you know there's actually a punk band called the Ataris they wrote a song uh, that was called San Dimas High School Football Rules but it has absolutely jack shit to do with this movie really? yeah that's weird yeah it is that's stupid I agree it should have been about this movie. I agree. You can't really do that, actually. I'll let him say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have the whole conversation with Bill and Ted that they have outside the police station about Ted's dad's lost keys. And, and you have a prison break here. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, this, scene, this whole sequence seemed kind of rushed, maybe a little poorly thought out. You know, we get we get the tape recorder, the note they left for themselves, the trash can. I don't know. It seems it's it's a tough sell. It's a bodacious. uh, It's it's a most excellent finale. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Okay, (laughs) I just I don't know. For me, it just it seemed a little rushed. But like, you obviously knew what you needed to get to. For the ending of this movie, and you knew that this was just right. You got to go through the motions, yeah, I guess. Man. You know, upon first viewing as a younger person, it never, never questioned it. Oh no, yeah, because like you're talking well, just about like Ferris like, yeah, Bueller. You know, sure. that's a prime example. You know, like when he's trying to fool his parents. <laughs> Dude, come on! Yeah. That nobody's no parent in their right mind is going to fall for that L- shit. Lick your palms, you know? Come <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, when he, you know, he's doing the fake sleeping, you know? Yeah. Come on, yeah. dude. Yeah. Parents get scared real. <laughs> so for our big finale, we get the history report to beat all history reports, where no one apparently is really alarmed that some dude dressed like a cowboy. Has just shot out a light in the school. Hey, this is it was yeah. cool as hell. Oh no, it was awesome. Yeah, that's the way. But they were like, the "Oh, hey, I'm gonna start clapping my hands because well, he, he said got their attention. He damn <laughs> sure did." Did you all know that the original ending had Bill and Ted delivering their history report in a classroom with all of their historical figures putting all their you know views on the blackboard. No we, man, that's yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's much better. I agree. I. <sighs> I, I think that was a good choice 
by going with a more of an auditorium yeah, setting. for sure. But, okay, obviously we know that Bill and Ted had pudding cups, Yeah. you know, back in time. But where did all the audience get pudding cups from? Did y'all catch that? They're eating pudding cups. No. I didn't catch I that. did not. Are you shitting me? I really? am. I shit you not. I I feel not. like now that you say that, I like <laughs> recall it vaguely, but it wasn't a focal point for me, so I didn't like plug it in. To I mean, if they, maybe I'm just saying, off on a, you know, intermission snack for no. The, I mean, if Bill and Ted totally offered up pudding snacks in the middle of their presentation, fucking good on them, right? They might have, <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have. It. They, they would have had to have a lot. They didn't have any numbers, dude. Right. I know. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Where'd they get them from? And where were they in this fucking time-traveling phone booth? You know? Maybe there was like a pudding cup I think Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu Reeves had a, had a fanny pack or some shit, dude. Somebody had a fanny pack. And well, he had just had to tie it around uh, his yeah. jacket. Yeah. Whatever jacket. Somebody but, had something somewhere, dude, to hold all this shit. <laughs> But why does Ted's dad look like he is so confused by what is happening on stage? Like, it, it, he gives the impression that, like, he's never seen, like, a presentation before in his life. <laughs> I think like, he's just uh, in shock and awe that his son is actually doing decent at something, you know, okay. with his friend. And it's making him, you know, second guess the decision of military school. Going to Oates Military. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Plus, he's a bodacious dickweed. Right. Yeah, he pretty much is. <laughs> but uh, most of all the historical figures that Bill and Ted brought back died horrifically. Uh, Socrates, yeah. Joan of Arc, Billy the Kid, Abraham Lincoln, they were well, executed the or we assassinated. Don't know, we don't know about Billy the Kid, but... Right, yeah, okay. Brushy Bill Roberts, he still could have been Billy the Kid, which I, I firmly believe. Okay. This day, so... I right. ever want to like review Young Guns or some right. shit? Bring it, motherfucker. All right, but yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sigmund Freud he died by assisted suicide. Napoleon he died in house arrest, and uh, it's believed that he might have been uh, poisoned by arsenic. Yeah. Genghis Khan and Beethoven uh, they're believed to die by just natural natural causes. causes. Yeah. So nobody took down Genghis Khan. Mm-mm. You see how he handled that mannequin? That motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He Dude, sunk it. He sunk it right through that basketball hoop. <laughs> they but, cut away right when he goes for the waist, too. And I noticed on that shot, when his bat hits the waist of that mannequin, you know it splits in half and flies <laughs> yeah. in different directions. The camera cuts away. Yeah. So we, we end up getting uh, the scene with Bill and Ted. They're in their garage, and they're kind of practicing and everything. But Rufus comes in, and I tell you, man, he... He comes through with the honeys. Hmm. He brings back the princesses. The medieval, oh, yeah. the medieval princesses. And apparently he can shred on the six string. Thanks, Rufus. On a close-up shot of hands on a six string. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, because we all know George Carlin can't shred like that. But when they pan back to his face, he's making the correct facial oh, yeah, expression yeah. for what he's doing. Yeah, I'll, it is very... I was like, oh, all right, all out. Yeah. He plays Absolutely. a little. He plays a little. Yeah. It's pretty interesting, but did you all know, because, uh, like, they, Bill and Ted, they make reference to Eddie Van Halen, and they're saying, like, you know, if we get Eddie Van Halen in our band, like, we'll be an epic band, and, uh... But we don't even know how to play. Right. <laughs> but, Isn't that Eddie Van Halen playing? 
That's no, I can't remember who it is. It's it's not it's not Eddie Van Halen. But I feel like there was a rumor at the time that it was, and maybe it was. There very well could have been. Maybe just the local circuit of rumors, not like nationwide. <laughs> but actually, uh, Eddie Van Halen said that he would have been more than glad to appear in this movie if someone would have asked him. Oh my god! But nobody serious? asked him. Wow. Um, and that sucks. in a jokingly manner, he said that he would agree to join Wild Stallions. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man. That's fucking cool, actually. Yeah, yeah I it agree. It sucks that they didn't take the opportunity to ask him. Well, they probably didn't think. Him. I mean, because at that time, right. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Van Halen was massive. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, earlier you're going to get Eddie Van Halen. Are you serious? Maybe. I got George Carlin. I guess I just <laughs> proves to show you that... Uh, didn't hurt to ask. Yeah. Yeah. What's I could say no. Right. You're back with what you got anyway. Yep. Oh. Hindsight's twenty twenty though. <clears throat> if Eddie hadn't Eddie hadn't seen this movie first and they're telling him what right. they're gonna do, yeah, he might have been like, Yeah, yeah I don't know about point. that. And then the movie comes out and he sees it and he's like, Man, yeah, I would have done that. <laughs> should I totally, totally should have done that. Yep. Alright guys, well, y'all have anything you want to add in or are we ready to head into our wrap up and Ratings. Yeah. I'm ready to stamp this. Stamp it then, King. Do nine, it. Nine point five. Holy, Holy shit! Shit. Nine point five. Are you serious? Yes. This is yeah. a fucking great movie. Yes, it is. Great movie. It's a totally bodacious movie. <laughs> it's one says of my the King. Yep. All right. I've said everything I love about it, so that's it. That's 9. it. Mic drop. Uh, Just boom. fucking walk off, King. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Back to the Future, it is my favorite uh, time travel flick. And I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I got you, man. Hell yeah. There you go. There it is. All right, Lord, what you got, man? To be honest, this is I like this movie better than Back to the Future wow. when it comes to like time travel and shit. I'd rather travel this way. I mean, I, trust me, I want to travel by DeLorean, too. I, I just want time travel. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> But I dig the fact that you can just enter phone numbers in, you know, yeah. from a telephone book, and you're going to a fucking certain point in time. And it's, I like that the way it's you, you travel through time yeah. and everything yeah. about this movie. You know, I loved as a kid. The way you I travel through time and Back to the Future is pretty cool too. I understand. Yes. <laughs> They're both equally pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Back to the Future, you don't really see the. It's just boom, boom, done. Where in cool this movie, movie you know, you are actually you traveling. You see the transition. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Of, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. The channels of... Circuitry of time. The circuitry of time, that's it. Yes, what a George Carlin Which can get kind of convoluted say. because you got somebody hanging on an antenna, <clears throat> you know, floating around, right. landing somewhere else possible. You know, so. Right. It allows for room for error, which, yeah. which you know, this movie had and... Oh, yeah. made it Time fun, travel you know? itself allows for well, right. room of error because... Right. But if you add that element to it, I've put I some thought into this. Better. You know, you, I think you know, it's a little bit better. And I've heard other people talk about time travel. You gotta, you gotta not just land in the same place at the same time. But I mean, you gotta account for the fact that the globe is moving in a, in a rotation around the sun, right. and when you transfer through time, and the Earth, even if it's in the same spot as it was when you traveled, it may be, you know, a mile or two outward or inward, and yep. you're going to land in the fucking core of the Earth or something, yeah. if you're that lucky to land on the Earth. All I heard from that was just, I 
was it Superman 2? Where he goes back? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. you, man. <laughs> Just go back. He right. spins yeah, the world back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. I'm sorry. No, but... you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, but uh, time travel is never going to happen, or else we would have known about it by now. Because I somebody would have, you know, spilled the beans that yeah. traveled to our time or before, and they haven't. So it's not going to happen, guys. Yeah, hate to be the one to ruin that. All right, so did I we get a did we get a rating on you? No, no, no. Okay, no, I'm yet. sorry. No, um, okay. no uh, this movie I've watched probably I know for two three months straight when I was a kid. You know, every freaking day. I wore the tape out. Um, <clears throat> I still have a, a copy of that tape. It's it's fucking jittery. Really? That's and so gritty cool. And everything Hell yeah. At, at certain parts. And actually, when I when I watched this movie, um, I was remembering it like watching it on my old VHS, and I, like I was expecting that that like the glitch, the, yeah, sure, the glitch yeah. happening. Yeah. And it didn't. I was like, oh oh shit, right on. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool, man. But yeah, yeah, I mean. This one really sticks to me, um, nostalgia purposes. Did your VHS we're doing. have it dubbed back to back with Bogus Journey? No. Oh, no. Okay, just curious. I don't know what the hell. Can't remember what this one had. Wildcats. Wow, you remember? Yeah, this one Ooh, had Wildcats wow. on it as well. It had, it had Goldie Hawn, yeah, and Woody, Woody Harrelson, and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um, but it. Um, let's see. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was on the tape. Wildcats and um, that one fucking movie where it's Charlie Sheen and he steals cars. Um, mm. What the fuck? It had another guy in it. I can't remember. Um, getaway? No Man's Land. No Man's Land? I'm we'll look sure. that up. But yeah, Charlie Sheen's a, a car thief. Okay. So it, that was on that. that was all on that one tape. That's cool. Right. I mean, that's anyway. all, I mean, that's cool that you remembered much as you did about yeah, it. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm very I'm the same way. I mean, I know I had this on a blank VHS that was recorded with multiple movies, but for me to tell you what <laughs> this movie was included, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's awesome that you remember hmm. that though. Just, I don't know. It stuck with me because awesome. I just remember the glitches and everything about it, and that's awesome. Played the shit out of it. But anyway, um, this movie comes in at an eight point five for me. I love this movie. It's, I like the, the time traveling aspect better than Back to the Future. To, to be honest, That's cool. I really do. It's more fun. It is more you know? fun. <clears throat> so, okay. So this was written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. They wrote it in four days. It was directed by sure. Stephen Herrick. Is rated PG, which I really think was PG thirteen around at this time. Yes, I think that this. Could have warranted a PG thirteen. What do you uh, think? What what dickweed and stuff like that? Is uh, it, what for language? A little bit, yeah, language. Hmm. I don't think that's enough to warrant PG thirteen. To be honest, they're okay. not dropping f bombs or anything. Oh no, like no, that, no, not at all. So, yeah, okay, I agree with the PG thirteen the PG rating. Okay, <laughs> all right. I was just curious because I, I, I don't know. There's parts of it where I thought like oh, I don't know. This seems PG thirteen ish. Nah, man, my kids can. Watch this movie. Oh no! I mean, I watched <laughs> this with my youngest, with Kaylee. I mean, yeah. she's eight, and I watched it with it's her in fun. the room, and she enjoyed it. She didn't really pay it. attention. Yeah. I played it for my kids. They, the older, the better. Yeah, sure. I got you. 
But uh, <clears throat> has a runtime of an hour and 30 minutes. It was released February 17th, 1989. On an estimated budget of $10 million, and it made $6.1 million its opening weekend and grossed $40.4 million in the U.S. Success. Oh, yeah. It is currently streaming on Amazon Prime for users, or you can rent it on Prime for $2.99, or you can buy it for $7.99. IMDb has this as a 6.9 out of 10 with a meta score of 44, which mm, I personally think is criminally low. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this as a 78% with an audience score of 75%. Yeah. This movie is straight up my childhood. <laughs> Among many others, I was raised on this fucking movie, okay? There are so many memorable quotes, scenes. I mean, it, there's almost too many to recall. Right. I mean, to be totally honest with classic, you. Classic. Instant classic. This obviously propelled Keanu Reeves into stardom and cemented the Bill and Ted characters as pop culture icons throughout the 90s. Um... <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie on my rewatch. I mean, I laughed out loud numerous times. Yeah. Like, legit. I mean, and I, and obviously, I and you knew. you know it's coming. Yeah. You know? And, and it didn't matter. But, right. like, it's it's just the, the pacing, the timing, just everything about it. It's just awesome. And I almost feel guilty that I'm coming in with the number I am, with the number you guys came up with. But I feel like this is an adequate uh, rating for me. I mean, I have this as a 7.5 out of 10. Right on. Um, this, I, man, I love this movie. It's so fun. I'm curious. I want to know, what do you guys think of uh, Ted's, Bill and Ted's Focus Journey? Eh, it's alright. It's, it, <sighs> Stations is weird. Yeah, but, I like death. I like the interpretation of death. I love Wade. I don't Sadler. really care yeah. for the um, the evil, you know, evil the, the robot, evil yeah. Bill. Yeah, it's a little. It, it's it's zany. It's I don't know. I hope this third one. I know this third one's going to be better than this one than two. I yeah. know it for a fact. I'm with the, you. On I that. think I think Bogus Journey got the the '90s uh, hit. You know, it got hit with the 90s kind of sequels. You know, 90s sequels did that shit all the time. You know, they ruined But one thing I have to say about that is they did bring back Alex Winter. They brought back Keanu Reeves. It was only a couple years afterwards. Yeah, but they brought back Missy, Ted's dad, Bill's Mm. dad. You know, I I like that. They brought back Rufus, even though he was in a very small part. Bogus Journey, yeah, it's... It is what it is. Yeah, they were tra- they were trying to make some more money, you know, pretty much yeah. just on the awesomeness of I the think, first one. Honestly, when I showed the Bogus Journey to my kids, mm-hmm. they gravitated more to it. They understood it more as children than the historical figures from the first one. So when I showed them the first one after they've seen the second one, they appreciate it a little more. They focus on it a little more because they mm-hmm. like the establishment of the characters that they they okay. saw in the second one. Hmm. And then the second one, it's more nightmarish. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, there's almost like a Twilight Zone. But it's a fun it's nightmarish. Horror. Yes. It's a relatable for kids nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> They're going around with death. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, it's being played in a yeah. funny it's way. It's funny, yeah. yeah it it is. But it's, like I said, it's very nightmarish, yeah. too, in a way. 
I used to love to tease my kids with the granny kiss whenever they, you know. Oh yes. Oh, I'd I'd sneak up on me. <laughs> Time to give granny a kissy. You know, and like make the like gyrating face and like bold my eyes. And, yeah, <laughs> licking my mouth, and they're like, "Get the fuck away from me now, you freak!" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. But yeah, bogus is a that's a. It's low on my uh, <laughs> sequels list for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's near to bottom. I think <laughs> the reason why I choose to revisit it is it's the nostalgic reasons. You I know. hear you. So, what do you rate the second? I, I I know we haven't gotten to your rating or anything, but no. What, I what do you what do you know with the excellent you know, excellent adventure? But um, all oh, all for bogus. Yeah. Five and a half. Yeah. See, I'm like probably like a like a four and a half, mm. something like that. Maybe a it's little just, higher than you guys. But and they, much. Six, and I maybe. only think the reason why I'm high as much as I am on it is because I mean, you got the original, you got the core characters from the original back, yeah. other than the princesses. Right. I, I don't know. Jesus. Rufus wasn't in it enough. No, I mean, you he know. was more or less a cameo, but yeah. he, he was there. That was a phone-in. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But man, yeah, excellent adventure. Totally bodacious. I like the uh, cartoon series, too. Oh, that's it was right. fun. I did a good job with that. Yep. I didn't get to watch that very often. Yep. Actually, I don't, and, uh, I don't think I've seen very many episodes of that. It's not bad. Is it? Yeah. How many episodes were there? Uh, I think they had one season. One season? Right on. I'm not 100% sure, but... Back to the Future had two seasons <laughs> in the cartoon. Those were comparable to the, right. the stories. Were oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. Well, this concludes our review of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989. We hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we did reviewing it. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcasts. You can be on the lookout for new announcements, drawings, and updates. You can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcasts at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter now. You can find us there. Our username is at HighwayNHP. So there's all kinds of ways you can reach us. Any ideas on future episodes, input on older episodes, or any other questions you may have, we'd love to hear from you. We want to thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us today. And on behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logson. And we'll catch you out next time on the highway. Did you all know that uh, originally the plot was to have Bill and Ted visit and ac- accidentally cause all of history's great, uh, greatest tragedies, like the sink- sinking of the type? God damn it. Yeah, you stumble, 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 stumble. Fine! Fine! God damn it! <laughs>